The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode 191. This is our pre-Skepticon episode. Cecil. It is our pre-Skepticon. We're heading down to Skepticon this Friday for our seven and a half hour drive down there. <laughs> and then we're going to stay down there until Saturday night, Sunday morning, and then we're going to drive home. We should only do conferences that are actually in an airport. <laughs> like, if there's not a conference... Why are why don't they just have conference centers physically attached to the airports? You and can fly that way, in. I think the best the best thing about that time is that they can just pull those those wheel loader forklift things up, and they could just unload us off right. the plane. Use the wheel loader to drive us through the airport to the conference. Set our giant bloated bodies down. <laughs> Look, and then I, they could pick us up have and to deliver buy so us. many seats. The plane's yeah. virtually empty when it we lands. Have to, we have to basically buy 17 and a half seats a piece <laughs> for Skepticon. <laughs> and so they could just they could just set us down in like the back, I guess in the back portion of the of the audit auditorium and then afterwards they could just come in, pick us up and take us directly to the flight and then we could just go home. I like that. I want to travel exclusively by forklift. <laughs> You know, once I get once I get wealthy enough uh, through podcasting, once I get wealthy yeah, enough, yeah. Um, I uh-huh. think that that's going to be that's going to be one of the <laughs> one of the things I spend my my vast fortune on is just yeah. a pork a a, a forklift uh, chauffeur. I like. I think that's got to be better. something. I think forklift is a better way. <laughs> forklift would be amazing too. Is a Actually, way to call it. you know what? If I had to choose, I think I'd choose the forklift. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. It's like, but sir, you'll have to walk. I know, but there's a pork lift, there's and a I don't know what lift. it does, but it's a pork lift. Yeah, it's just it just brings you like a whole roasted pig. It's, just, <laughs> it's on a spit and spinning <laughs> while they're moving it through. That would be wonderful. It's like it's like you go. It's it's one of those uh, like Brazilian steakhouses, <laughs> and you flip your thing up, and they just bring you an entire roasted pig on a spit. Where is this place? I want to go right now. <laughs> oh my god, that would be the that would be 
an amazing shitty theme restaurant. Like where they just drive up to you with a fucking rotating rotisserie fucking <laughs> pig and cut it at table side with his face looking at you and everything. My wife would die. I always wanted to have one of those restaurants, but instead of having meat, where the different kinds of meat, it would be different kinds of cereal. So you'd sit down <laughs> and you'd and you'd flip over the Lucky Charms one, and they would come over with the Lucky Charms, and then a person would come over with the milk, and then you'd eat that bowl, and then you'd flip over the Cocoa Puffs one, and they'd bring the Cocoa Puffs, and then you'd see the guy who would walk around with, say, the Count Chocula, and you would have to turn yours over. No, no, I'm not interested in the Chocula right now, or the the honey. Combs. That would be a really great restaurant where you could just eat bowl after bowl after bowl of cereal. The only the only thing the only way to improve that concept, which is very nearly perfect, would be to hire <laughs> the fucking snootiest people possible yeah. to work in that restaurant. So that if you were like, Yeah, do you guys have the crunch berries with extra crunch berries? They could look at you and be like, Sir, at our restaurant, the crunch berry to little hard yellow thing ratio is absolutely perfect, and it shall not be compromised. You yellow must thing. leave, sir. You must leave. And they like, walk out with fucking shame, your tail tucked oh, between your legs. That would be wonderful. And they would have to have a cereal sommelier who oh, would yeah. come by and suggest different brands of cereal for you. <laughs> So you could say, you know, I'm, I'm really looking at the whole milk tonight. And he would say, oh, well, if you're looking at the whole milk, I would, a very full-bodied Captain Crunch is something that you should. <laughs> this one has a fine snap, crackle, and pop. <laughs> Are you fond of the roof of your mouth? Because you may not have it at the end of the evening. These are, this, this is grape nuts. Not only will it keep you... Quite regular, sir, but it will challenge your dental fillings. <laughs> now it is available in both uh, cold and microwaved briefly form. <laughs> this would be a terrific restaurant. Be a perfect restaurant. I would go there in a minute. The point is, is that we've got to rewrite the federal government. Now, this is not going to happen overnight. It took 130 years to bring us to where we are today. It could probably take 50 years to turn it around. If we, but if we stand on the Constitution, then everything else comes together. This story comes from Mother Jones. Catholic Church argues it doesn't even have to show up in court because of religious freedom. <laughs> um, this is pretty terrific. So there's basically a court case that, is, that revolves around a woman who got fired for getting in vitro fertilization. Um, and that's pretty funny, actually. Not funny, like, ha-ha, but funny, like, oh, no. Because <laughs> when she when she first took off work for her in vitro treatments, her boss said, well, you're in my prayers, which I guess is code for, and I'm going to fire you. <laughs> she filed a discrimination lawsuit, um, and the Catholic Church is not even, like, they're not even at this point contesting the facts of the case. They're basically saying, we don't even have to go to court. Because of religious freedom. We are so religiously free that we won't even attend the hearing. Yeah, I think that they're trying to do something a little special here, Tom. I think they're trying to set up a defense based on this so that they don't have to go to trials where somebody had, say, diddled a kid. Yeah, right. right. So if you set this up, then you, be, then you can say, hey, I... I don't have to go to court. As you could see from this earlier case, I didn't have to go to court here because it was my religious freedom. I didn't have to go to court here as well. 
So you might as well try to set up some precedent, I guess. I, I can't understand how that even gets passed. I, that's not a thing that is. And it's funny because the people in this article, the, the, the lawyers and the, the organizations are all saying, what the fuck? I know nobody can even make heads or tails out of it. It's such it's so crazy. It's like it's at some point like the Pope's just going to like walk out on national TV, like go out like onto that balcony of his and just start dropping babies off it and be like, <laughs> I do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you can do. I'm testing baby parachutes. I don't give a fuck. He's got a baby on an umbilical cord. He's using it like a yo-yo up there. <laughs> just flipping it up and down. Walking he just, the dog. He's got one of those little cocktail umbrellas. Oh, it didn't hold him up. Oh, <laughs> he's testing him like like the egg drop. You know, like the science experiment, like the egg That's drop. That's a bouncy baby, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we run out of more babies that way. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that they fired her for wanting to be a single mother. I mean, that's what they. That is why they they fired her because they they don't like the idea of her getting in vitro fertilization. And being a single mother. I don't know which. I think they're actually more against the in vitro fertilization than they are against the idea of her being a single mother. But the thing I don't understand about the the in vitro fertilization and the reason why they're against it, getting pregnant normally requires some sort of lustful act. And it's it's not a lustful act when you get fertilized mechanically. It's a thoughtful act. It's a totally different you know, I mean, I'm sure that there is some foresight into thinking about whether or not you're going to have a baby and those sorts of things. Clearly, those those are there's there's something to that when couples decide that and even when single people decide whether or not they're going to have a baby. But in this case, it is only a thoughtful decision. It can't be lustful because it's unless you get off on having a turkey baster shoved up your vag, you know, or <laughs> Which, whatever. Hey, so if that's your thing. I mean, hey, if that's your thing. But it, it, it takes the sin. I mean, it really just takes the sin right out of the the act in a lot of ways i wonder why they're they're not more for this thing they just don't like science i guess i don't i don't understand the protestation i don't understand what the problem is yeah you know they're they're anti any kind of intervention um whether it's whether it's an intervention to produce children or an intervention to uh you know not have kids so that's i mean they don't like contraception but they're it's it's you know, the only way to do it is by fucking. Like, yeah. that's the Catholic style. Like, it's, you know, joyless missionary. That's the only way to do it. Just just fucking weeping and, you know. <laughs> Lots of crying. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's the only way to get the job done. It feels like such a backwards thing to have these mandates that I think were probably put in place long before the church uh, long before there was any sort of technology. So they put these things in place so people would have large families. I mean, it's just a speculation, although it, it seems like it's probably the truth. I don't know for sure, but it seems that they would put that sort of uh, religious bylaws in there so that there wouldn't be any tampering and that people would have these large families and there would be a bunch more Catholics. There would just be this this uh, this renewal of younger Catholics over and over and over again. Well, in this case, it seems uh, it seems like it's it's against what they're really looking for because if, if she goes in for this fertilization, 
she could be creating more children, which is what they'd want. She may even be having multiples, right? Like that's right, a side because that's a common thing. The, yeah. You know, I wonder if maybe part of it isn't because they, you know, in some of the invert in vitro fertilizations, there's more. You know, there's multiple eggs, which are you know, inseminated or what have you. I don't know if that's the right term, but you know what I mean. So yeah. there's multiple eggs. Fertilized. And then, yeah, that are fertilized. Thank you. And then, you know, some, they don't all make it. So maybe they're looking at it as like a weird quasi-abortion thing. Oh, yeah, maybe that's it too. That's interesting. I don't, I mean, I think, I think the moment you start using science to reproduce, religion just needs to shut the fuck up. Well, the problem is that religion just doesn't know what to do, right? It's like your, it's like your fucking dad with a VCR. It's like, yeah. it's like you get it, you give, reli- you give science to religion, and it's like it just blinks twelve. And you're like, oh, okay, all right, no more science for you. Get you back need to, to the come Stone over Ages. And fix it. You played with it last, and you messed it up. <laughs> I can't rewind my DVD. Okay, all right, all right. Hand me the remote. Right. Hand me the remote. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, Here, just. Sister, it comes from AU News Yahoo. Aw, news. Turkish teen arrested for burying sister's boyfriend alive. Um, A Turkish man has been arrested, but not just the man, by the way, because dad also helped. Um, So that's that's important. Um, This dude was arrested along with his father on suspicion of the murder of some guy who they found uh, buried in a wooded area um, after having been stabbed, Cecil, 65 times and having severe torture marks, including a hole made by a sharp object. I don't even want to think about that. Um, his lungs, when he was found, were filled with soil, which means that he had been buried alive. <laughs> but they had a good God. reason. It was an honor killing. It was an honor killing. Yeah. And I, mean, I think this one, totally... you know, I saw this and I I wanted specifically to talk about this story because usually the, the honor killings focus on uh, honor killing women. Women are right. disproportionately singled out for honor killings. Um, and this was a unique circumstance where the... Where the guy who refused to marry the daughter um, violated the family's honor. And so the family had to stab him 65 times, torture him, and bury him alive in a hole. Yeah, he also missed the uh, hole made by a sharp object. Although it says an autopsy revealed that, uh, that he had been stabbed 65 times and had a hole made by a large object. And I would say, well, wouldn't he just been stabbed 66 times? I know. <laughs> yeah, I was it like, seems, why is there a differentiation unless... Unless that hole is, you know, yeah. I guess, maybe car-sized or something. I, I, I saw that, and I, I actually thought similarly. I thought, like, weren't the stabbings with a sharp object? Yeah, and weren't they like, holes, was it just too? <laughs> just, <laughs> the 65 weird... stab wounds were clearly made with a blunt pencil eraser. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, yeah. what? That's... Yeah, the, uh, the, the thing about him having his lungs filled with dirt because he was breathing in the dirt and buried alive. I, I think you're going to wind up getting sued by Martin Scorsese for ripping the end of Casino off I was there. thinking about Casino <laughs> when I read that. That's a horrible. Isn't that? That scene is brutal where, like, it he is. puffs out that dust. Yeah, that like, dust. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's sort of exactly what's happening here. I, I wonder, and this is, this is of course, uh, always speculation when you're trying to figure out the operation of someone else's mind, Right. 
when you can't, you, you have no way of knowing whether or not someone was killed here because of an honor killing or because of some other reason. There could certainly be some other reason that caused this man and this, uh, this boy uh, to kill this other young man. Uh, he was having sex with their, the, the man's daughter and the, the brother there, the, bro- the, the sister of the brother. Right. And so there's a, there's a possible reason there, and that's what they say, but there's, you know, it could be because they, dis- they didn't think that he had a future, right? If she's going to wind up marrying somebody, maybe he doesn't have a future. Maybe he's not somebody who has uh, long-term prospects. He's not going to be very successful. Uh, maybe they didn't like his parents and they didn't like that family and they wanted to get rid of him and he wouldn't leave her alone. Who knows the, the full reasons? But I think at some point, Tom, we have to take it, their word for it, why they killed them. We can't always make excuses for, this, for a group of people who say out loud that they killed somebody because of their religious ideas. Right. And, and to be very clear, like what a couple of things that strike me about this article that, 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 that tip me off that there's something very severely wrong um, is the father said he was sorry and regretted the killing, but claimed, quote, it was a matter of honor for us. Okay. Then the very next line, the suspects have yet to be formally charged. What the mother, what are you fucking waiting for? Like, you've got, you've got a man who's been tortured and murdered in like the most horrifying fashion. And you have surveillance footage showing this guy being beaten by the father and the son and then throwing him into a car. Then you have the father saying that he's sorry that he killed him. But here's why I did it. And the police are like, hmm, oh, that one is a head scratcher. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, it says the suspects formally, uh, have yet to be formally charged. And then it says underneath, Turkey has stepped up efforts to stamp out so-called honor killings in recent years and toughen penalties. But such crimes remain frequent within the conservative Muslim society. While women make up the majority of the victims, men can also be targeted. So they will on occasion, I guess, toughen some penalties or whatever. But if they haven't formally charged them, call me a little just just I I feel a little uh, that that this isn't completely honest if they're saying that they're toughening. They're toughening up these penalties. But this guy's yet to be formally charged. Come on. What do you need? What does he got? Does he got to send it? Send it to you in like uh, does he got to send it to you in Morse code? It just he just has to show up like covered in the skin of the victim. Does he like have to the, put a like a graffiti artist put it on the wall and put a he's giant got a Banksy his yeah, confession? He's got a Banksy his confession. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, man. You know the whole like the whole honor society, the whole like the whole like uh you know any 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 culture that has like and I read a paper about this once or an article, I don't know what I fucking read. I read a thing. You know, really discussed like how Cultures that have that whole honor system, um, you know, the American South is part of that. The Muslim conservative societies are like that. Um, they're all like uniformly more violent, right? Yeah. Because your honor, like if you couldn't insult my honor because I don't even know what that means to me. You could insult me personally, but you could, I don't have this fucking thing that exists outside of me, which is like my family's honor and dignity. You know, you upset my fucking uh 
you know, Harold or something. I, sure. What does it even mean? <laughs> it's fucking garbage. It's yeah. it's nonsense. This is really most often a way for people to take revenge for sex crimes, like what they yeah. see as right. like crimes of sexual transgression. These are revenge killings is what they are. Now, but let's go on. He says, I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing. That tells me that there is clothing that's improper for a Christian woman. All right? I mean, that's just logic. There is clothing that is improper for a Christian woman. Now, he says, the clothing must be modest. Modest. This is a very important. It's literally proper clothing with modesty is the way it, it goes in the original text. So, with modesty. My wife has a really good thing that she says and... She goes, if your clothing is a frame for your face from which the glory of God is to shine, it's, it's proper. If it draws attention to your face. If your clothing draws attention to your body, to outline it, to make it noticed, then it's sensual. It's sensual. What you're doing is wrong. This story comes from the friendly atheist. If you had premarital sex, this Baptist pastor and college president believes you're a filthy dishrag. College president? College president, my friend. You evidently can be a college president and an unbelievably horrible person. He is, however, president of the West Coast Baptist College. Yeah. Which... I don't know if they're accredited. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, you know, like, if I met somebody and they're like, yeah, I'm a college president, and then they're like, of the West Coast Baptist College, it's like, oh, great. I went to upstairs medical college. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. It's not really terribly prestigious. I say that, but I don't have any idea about. Yeah, I don't know. Either. West Coast Baptist College. You want to hear what he has? It's, it's great. The stuff he has to say is like two minutes long. It's really good. Let's hear it. One wonders. Whatever happened to purity? Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to the days when girls said, I'm not going to be touched by every guy. I'm not going to walk down the aisle like a filthy dishrag on my wedding day. Whatever happened to that day? I speak no ill against someone who's had difficulty and sin in their past, but from this day forward, it's not wrong when a couple hundred teenagers got up here a few weeks ago and made a purity pledge. That's a wonderful thing. Titus 1.15, under the pure, all things are pure. Now you listen very carefully. That pure mom and dad out there, when those kids are up here, you know what they're saying? That's great. Praise the Lord. Because to the pure... All things are pure. What does that even mean? <laughs> no, to the pure, all things are pure. Yeah, I'm so pure that, like, fucking garbage is pure. Like, fucking fetid, nasty, rotten garbage. Garbage juice. Garbage juice. Garbage juice You just, you, you put it, you actually just, just put it in a shot glass and do shooters of it. Just shooters of garbage juice. Just shooters juice. of garbage juice because it's completely pure. Because that's how pure I am. What does I that actually, even mean? So my son is seven. I don't think he's had sex yet. I could be wrong. Yeah, but I don't pr- think so. Yeah. So that's actually, I feed him exclusively rotten meat because it's yeah. cheaper. But yeah, since he's pure, the, the meat turns pure when it touches his face. He's very Seriously. sick, by the way. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't do the pure. Everyone's, everything's pure. 
Everything, you filthy dish rag. That's why you don't understand, you filthy fucking dish rag. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. I don't want to sound weird tonight. (laughs) Too late, late. buddy. (laughs) I don't want to sound weird, but here's some weird shit I've been saying. There's a weirdness. There's a reason when ladies come up here to sing... That the, the, the rule, if you want to use it, the standard, call it, I don't care what you call it, call it legalism, call it control, I don't care what you call it, there is a standard in this church that the dresses are going to come down to the knee when a lady stands up here. I've been here long enough now, you can call me every name you want to call me, I mean, I just, just fill my name in the blank. They call me old-fashioned. It's okay. Say, why, Pastor? I've counseled too many men to know. That if we don't have everything covered just right, they're not going to be thinking about wonderful grace of Jesus. <laughs> Some of you men want to help me with this tonight? I don't know about you, Tom, but I'm a rape machine. I just can't help myself. I, I, I actually have no ability to yeah. control my thoughts and feelings. Right. Sure. I can't. I mean, can you? Well, I'm just a man. How could I possibly control what I think and feel? Every time I see a woman's, like, fucking shin, I just start stroking <laughs> my dick in public. I can't help myself. it, dude. I can't. Can yeah. you? Tell you what, it's hard to go to the beach. I don't even wear pants because I know I'm just taking them off. Sure. You're just going to wank it the whole right. day. So, I'm just yeah. going to, I just walk around. I actually, I'm so fucking turned on, I just preemptively masturbate <laughs> all the time. <laughs> just constantly. <laughs> because the thing is that at this point, Cecil, it's not It's not just seeing a woman. It's the thought of seeing sure. a woman. Sure. And if that doesn't do it for me, it's the thought of the thought of seeing a woman. Oh, man. And then it's and then I'm it's fucking just you're kind of jerked six ways from Sunday right. there. I yeah. mean, I, like yesterday I went out to get the mail and there was a catalog and there was like a fucking woman on the catalog. So I fucked my mailbox. <laughs> I didn't feel like I had a choice. And the mailbox didn't feel it either, though. Right. To be honest <laughs> with you, I mean, it's a big hole they put that mail in. <laughs> I'll tell you something. We're just trying to keep the focus on him. I get so sick and tired of going to weddings, and it's the bride's day, and here's some Jezebel with hardly any clothes on, strutting around the, the wedding. Look at you come to a wedding around here, show some respect to the bride. Why? She's already got a dude. What the fuck? He hates women so much. What? Here's I... some Jezebel strutting around? Well, if she wears something scantily clad to the wedding, who cares? The, the, it's, the bride's already got her guy. I... Why would she care what you're dressed no like? Because he's just a fucking judgmental asshat. That's clearly why he cares. Because he's just <laughs> fucking attracted to women. He's out fucking mailboxes. I'll tell you what, Jezebel. Jezebel, dish rag. You go to a funeral and there, uh, unsaved women a do the funeral. exact same thing. You come to the house of God. It ought not to be a flesh show. It ought to be a place where Jesus is lifted high and his holiness is remembered. Great. Yeah, that's it. That's enough of that. That's it. God, is he so mad, man? It really, it's just it's it, it's amazing. We talked about it last week. Uh, we talked about that putting sex up on a pedestal and making it seem like it's it's such an a, a, a reverential act that you wind up with people who do some crazy shit because of it. And this is, I think, a, a runoff of that. I think this is exactly the sort of thing that people do and the positions that they take because 
they think that sex is more than it actually is. You know, notice that all of the concentration is on what women are wearing. Yeah, like, right. None of the concentration. Like, are women not attracted to men? Did I miss a memo? Like, are do women not do not have any visual attraction center whatsoever? Can men wear whatever? Like, what if? Like, what if? What if women? Like, what if there was a woman in the audience? She's like, I really like men in suits, and I go to church. And I'm surrounded by fucking men in suits. I love chubby, bald men in suits. Right. That's what I'm, I'm just, I love it. It's just just like she's fucking rubbing one out in the fucking pew. And she's like, hey, you didn't say anything specifically to me. No kidding. I thought that was cool. Look, if you guys didn't want me to fucking rub one out, you men shouldn't have worn that suit. Yeah. You know, I like the way it frames your shoulders. What can I say? I just got to, you know, take care of business. I got to diddle my button back here. What the hell's wrong with you? What kind of crazy fucking lopsided shit is this? I I was doing some reading because if you're unfamiliar with how this show is is put together, Tom will find the stories, he posts them on a Google Doc, and then I will do some reading, and he'll do he'll read the same stories, and then we talk about them. Uh, we normally don't talk about them beforehand, but we talk about them right right now. This is what you hear is our discussion of the stories. We normally don't do a lot of pre work beforehand. Uh, but we do do some work beforehand where we actually read them and maybe take a few notes or pay attention to what people say. And so I had listened to this guy's piece earlier. And when I'm reading these things, uh, sometimes the TV will be on in the other room. And so I try to listen to music while I'm doing it so I'm not uh, distracted by the television or something like that. And so uh, I was listening and I listened to classical music because that's the one non-lyric music uh, and allows me to pay attention to the story and not pay attention to the music. It really sort of flows in the background. And I I have to say, while I was listening to his piece and listening to classic music, I couldn't help but chuckle. So I wanted you to hear, Tom, his piece set to a little bit of classical music. One wonders, whatever happened to purity? Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to the days when girls said, I'm not going to be touched by every guy. I'm not going to walk down the aisle like a filthy dishrag on my wedding day. Uh, You get the idea. (laughs) The music seems to really make fun of him. Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money... Take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. This story comes from PRI. How to avoid closing your school for Muslim holidays? And the Christian and Jewish ones, too. Um, I love this story. So there's a public school um, in Montgomery County, Maryland, Um, And the Muslim community in Montgomery County, Maryland, has been asking the school board to recognize their religious holidays. Because clearly, you know, my school district and many others, they recognize Christmas and Easter. And, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, fucking name a Jewish holiday. I don't know. Passover, whatever. Passover, sure. 
so, you know, they, they, they at least they put them on the calendars. Some of them are days off. Good Friday is often a, a day off. Um, and the Muslim community wanted to have their days recognized, too. Um, and it's so funny because clearly the school board felt so backed into a corner and they had, they fucking pulled a fucking deus ex machina. Like they wrote yeah. themselves into a corner. We're like, yeah. oh, God, what do we do? Cancel it all and run. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, they, they, they wound up taking all those holidays off, but they still have those holidays off for some of them. Yeah, they, so they, they took them off they the calendar off now because yeah. of uh, low attendance. Like, eh, yeah. no one's going to show up on Christmas. Yeah. That's why Chris. That's why we have Chris. It's not because of the birth of Jesus. That's ridiculous, Muslims. <laughs> it's just coincidentally a yeah, day I don't... where no one's going to show up for school. Don't quote me on this, but <laughs> I think great. the same is true of Good Friday. Yeah. Also on your holidays, we will all show up to school. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's such a fuck you. And it's like, it's so obvious, like these these fucking people that are constantly screaming about religious freedom. Yeah. Like, I don't have religious freedom. I don't have enough religious freedom. Like they're constantly fucking barking that shit. But they don't really mean it. They don't Why want don't, religious freedom. They want religious exceptionalism. I think that they could easily fix this if they stopped giving kids summers off and just started giving out religious holidays throughout the year. Whether they're Muslim or not, whatever right. religious just holidays, all the fucking they just religious don't, holidays. They just don't have to go to they. They just have to go to school during the summer as well, because then you would have plenty of time to give those children off, especially around those really important times. Although I don't know, and I, I, I I'm sure someone knows, but I don't know whether or not uh, it's based on the lunar calendar because some some holidays because clearly. Good Friday is based on the lunar calendar. It's not based on a on a on the solar calendar. I, I had no idea. I yeah, no. Good Friday no shifts idea. every year. It's based on forty days or something after a certain full moon or some weird shit like that. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding at all. I, I had no idea. I I have I had, this is the first time I heard that. I had literally no. I just thought it was a day. I thought it was like the third Friday of the thing or whatever. No, it's 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 based on the lunar calendar. I'm going to read it. Hold on. Just give okay. me a second. I'll find I, it. This is, I have no idea. This is actually quite interesting. Easter can I, fall between March 22nd and April 25th. Since the Jewish holiday calendar is based on solar and lunar cycles, each feast day is movable with dates shifting from year to year. Easter is always celebrated on the Sunday immediately following the first full moon after the, <laughs> the spring equinox. I'm going to try to repeat that so you don't laugh. (laughs) Easter is always celebrated on the Sunday immediately following the first full moon after the spring equinox. Why would anybody pay attention to this shit? I can't even believe that. say it out loud. I know. Say that shit out loud. Oh, when's Easter? Oh, it's after the fucking... The moon and the who cares? <laughs> who cares? I can't even think about that shit. Yeah. That shit is so far removed from an actual reality where the shit is first real. Full moon. Who cares after. about the fuck? What are we all gonna turn into fucking werewolves next? It's ridiculous. <laughs> that's why you eat all that lamb, right? That's, that's a, why. That's a, because we're all wolves.
Cecil, I have very sad news for you. Yeah? You're not going to be able to join ISIS, my friend. I know. Fuck. I know. I know. I've been doing all that nothing for you. I know. It. I know. I know. You've been out. You've been. I, I, it's not. This is not my decision. Okay? So don't blame me for this. I know you've been out doing your beheading practice. I have. Running around shouting Al-Akbar in, in places of right. where it's totally inappropriate. I've been holding my uh, AK-47 over my head and screaming Al-Akbar all week. Firing randomly into the Absolutely. air. Absolutely. Randomly for into jubilation the air. and terror. I've been, I've been commandeering old-timey military weapons from different places. <laughs> I'm ready, Tom. I, I know Put that you're in, ready. Coach. So, you know what? Put me my, in. I, I, I want to tell you, though, you're not the only one. My application to join ISIS was also rejected. Rejected as, as well, was huh? the Aussie jihadists from this particular news story who were deemed too fat to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the four brothers. That's my other favorite part. Two of them are like, Two told you them. you were fat, Jim. I did told you, you you were fat, Jim. Did you, did you see how fat they were, though? <laughs> they're like pushing three bills, man. Oh, yeah, dude. They're, they're like, they, they, it said that they were 140 kilos or something, and that's that's pretty big. Yeah, that's that's a sizable individual. Um, So they ISIS evidently has like, like a no-fat chicks policy. <laughs> Too bad it wasn't a fat girl. You could call her Fatima, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, one of these guys' names is Muhammad, right? No, it's I, I got to pronounce better. Muhammad. <laughs> Nicely done, my friend. That's awesome. They won't be allowed to fight. Like, like here, they're just like send them. A, you know, I gotta, I gotta think though that like you probably can't come up with a more effective diet plan. Yeah. <laughs> Then running around right, in the fucking the desert. desert. Yeah. I, I, I think they would drop a significant amount of weight or dead of a heart attack. One, yeah. of, one of the two. <laughs> They've got Are us. they still allowed to declare fatwas, though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. Uh, one of them's name, another name that I, that I think is, would be great for one of these guys is Muhammad Ioli. I think that would be a good one. <laughs> I would think they would want these guys over there. You know, after a while, like, they're just sweating pure olive oil. Yeah. It's just fucking convenient to have them around. The whole, whole platoon behind them is slipping as they're running. I don't know what to do. The old-timey tanks don't. They, they, don't, they can't. They, yeah. they, gotta they got to get through that porthole. Like, it's like two guys, like, trying to jam them in with a stick. It's like it's like an old like Popeye cartoon where right. Pluto's trying to get in there and Popeye's pushing him and is bulbing out like that. Yeah, you got to butter up the sides of it yeah. to try to squeeze him. And then once he's in, he's fucking in. Once he's you know in, what I mean? He's never it's like coming out. It's a fucking it's a human sardine can. He's at this essentially point. filled out the whole area in there. <laughs> this is awesome. They couldn't find. They probably couldn't find a uniform to fit him either. Well, I, I mean, there's. Camouflage only works so well, right? Like, at some point, you're like, look, it's not an extra mountain, all right? I fucking see you. It's like me playing hide-and-seek with my son. I don't own anything big enough to hide behind anymore. You ever play hide-and-seek as a grown-up? Uh, no. 
So, like, not with, like, nieces or nephews or anything you've never uh, had I, I don't talk to those people. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so hard to, fight, to, like, hide a whole grown-ass man. Like, there's no place in your house that hides you. Like, when you're, like, a 60-pound, like, little kid who's, like, 36 inches tall, like, they can fucking hide everywhere. They're like... I'll look around and be like, where the fuck is my kid? They'll be like, in the cabinet. They can fold themselves like, in half. Right, in an old refrigerator, yeah. in the garage, not breathing. Just, you know yeah, what I mean? There's like so want. many yeah. places for them to hide. Like, me, where am I going to fucking hide? I can't even hide in my car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you had one of these guys, though, in the camouflage, you could, maybe he can't hide, but certainly the guys behind him can. Yeah, no kidding. You would I mean, think they'd want this guy as like a human shield, a giant meatball they could roll down the road and they could just hide behind him. Well, I know like our troops had a difficult time finding enough armor for the Humvees for a while. <laughs> so I mean, this could <laughs> we could kill two birds with one stone. I'm just saying, tie a couple of big guys to one of these things. Yeah. I speak as a big guy, so I, yeah, you know, right, I feel right. like. You know, they get roll in front, you know, to set off the landmines. If they go off, you're just basically a super ball of human flesh bouncing in the air. <laughs> You'd be fine. You'd be just fine. Oh, man. I think it's great. They send these kids home based on this. Uh, the, the mother didn't want any of them to go. If you read the article, yeah, the mother is that, not right? interested. Although, in stark contrast to the other mother who was very happy, would be very happy if her 13-year-old son did kill himself. Oh, God, that story. Was it last week or the week before? That was horrible. Right. So in stark contrast to that, this mother, of course, from Sydney is not interested in that, thought her kids won a trip, a free trip to Thailand or something, and they left, and then they they did go to Thailand, but then they jumped a train, or not a train, they jumped a plane to, to, I think, Turkey, and then went into Syria, but... She's not happy. She didn't want them there, but I guess she's probably pretty happy. She stuffed the fuck out of them when they were growing up. Right? It gets, yeah. She gets back and, like, how shamefaced would you be? Because two of the brothers, okay. Two of the other brothers? Yeah. They, like, they have to come back, like, fucking tail and fucking Twinkies tucked between, behind, you know, between their <laughs> legs, just shamefacedly eating their way back right. home. Mouthful of tagine, you know? <laughs> I'm so sad I just have to eat this whole Uh. chicken pot pie Abortions for all Very well No abortions for anyone Abortions for some Miniature American flags for others this story comes from thinkprogress.org. El Salvador's total abortion oh. ban is driving pregnant teens to commit suicide. Fucking, Yay. this last story was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Oh, God, this is sad. Um, so El Salvador has uh, one of the most restrictive uh, abortion bans in the world. Um, and so one of the leading causes of suicide is teen pregnancy. Yeah, uh, which is so incredibly sad. Like, there's just no way to be. Like, I don't even know where you go with this. It's 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 unbelievable that, like, th- these are women who like have no fucking options. And where does this abortion ban come from? Like, this is a fucking El Salvador. It's, I mean, it's clearly like this is a religious edict. And and these kids are not only 
pregnant kids killing themselves because they can't get help, but they're also sex abuse victims. That's the thing that is uh, that is really appalling is that they wind up being sex abuse victims. So they're clearly fucked up from that. And then they're having a child and then they wind up uh, they wind up killing themselves because they have nowhere to go. They 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 have to raise a child that they didn't want because they were abuse victims. Uh, none of this is good. None of this is helpful. None of this. I mean, you, what you want is is the exact opposite, right? You're saying you're pro-life. You're saying we're so pro-life we're going to ban abortions. But if people are killing themselves, how pro-life can you be? How pro-life can you call yourself when people are killing themselves because they don't want the children that are going to be produced? So El Salvador has the highest rate of teen pregnancy in Latin America. So clearly you don't have a handle on that. Like you just you have not licked that problem. That is not right. It's not like it's not like a rarity of of teen girls are getting pregnant. You're the highest rate of teen pregnancy. Plus you have an abortion ban um, and these girls are, are um, seen as outcasts in their conservative Catholic communities. That's a quote from the article. And then they get kicked out of the house. They get dumped by their boyfriends, expelled from the school. So none of that is a recipe for building a just society. I think that's kind of how you have to look at this shit. Uh, you know, you have to look and say, are we doing, are, are the things that we're doing, are they maximally designed for building a just society? Are these, is this going to yield the highest number of the outcomes that we want, right? And the outcomes that I think everybody can agree on um, do not include teen, unmarried teen pregnancy, um, women who are getting raped and don't have access to, to, to procedures to prevent the, you know, to, to, so they can have an abortion. Um, th- these are clearly, we're living in a world where these strict Catholic principles don't apply. They don't work. They don't translate into 2014 in a meaningful way. These are thousands of year old, year old edicts, if they ever worked, and I'm doubtful that they ever did, but if they ever worked, they simply don't apply here. There's a fucking translation error. It's like a fucking, it, it doesn't work anymore. But, and El Salvador is the like, it's like a case example of the failure of 2000 year old moral principles in a modern society. I want to read a little bit about their code for the, for the, uh, abortion law. It says on April 20th, I'm reading directly from Wikipedia here. It says on April 20th, 1998, uh, they changed the law. And under this code, a person who performs an abortion with the woman's consent or with the woman who self-induces or consents to someone else inducing her abortion can be imprisoned for two to eight years. A person who performs an abortion to which the woman has not consented can be sentenced to four to ten years in jail if a person is a physician, pharmacist, or healthcare worker he or she is instead subject to six to 12 years. Uh, It says that there are abortion methods in El Salvador, but of course they are all illegal. So here's what happens. Uh, I'm reading again. This is from abortion methods in El Salvador from Wikipedia. It says women seeking abortions use a variety of methods, clothes hangers, metal rods, high doses of contraceptives, fertilizers, gastrous remedies, soapy water, and caustic fluids such as battery acid. Uh, it says the most common are pills and uh, catheters to inject soapy water or caustic liquids, rods of any type of material to penetrate the uterus, injections of unknown solutions, or a combination of abortion methods. 
uh, using pills and catheters and injection rods can kill a woman or injure her permanently. So that's what women are resorting to. That's what happens when you ban abortion. When you ban abortion, women don't just stop getting abortions. They just do it in horribly awful completely backwards ways that are not safe for anyone involved. That's what happens. And sometimes if they can't do that sort of thing, they kill themselves. So really nobody here is can claim that they're pro-life because they're not trying to help anyone in this situation. All they care about is a tiny lump of cells inside of a woman that has not turned into a child yet. That's demonic, everybody. It is absolutely demonic. This fucking story. What the fuck? This is from News Channel 4, K4.com. Evil in Oklahoma. Exorcisms on the rise. Awesome. Thanks, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma City. Exorcisms in Oklahoma City are up, Cecil. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of a big deal. Um, yep. There's snakeskins wrapped around pulpits. There's fucking Bibles stabbed with knives. It's fucking chaos, man. It is chaos. I mean, and there are- Pastor Kelly Tiger, and I didn't just make that name up. <laughs> this is what he says when the devil showed up to his church. Yeah. I don't know why the devil would swing by church. I don't know. I thought he was on his way to Georgia. <laughs> he had a fiddle to steal or something. <laughs> he had a fiddle to do a thing with. He says there was a snakeskin wrapped around the pulpit. Our pulpit Bible was stabbed with a knife. You can see the holes. On this wall beneath the picture, they had wrote, God hates us. With the graffiti and what was done, someone had to know something about <laughs> devil worshiping. <laughs> or, or they're fucking with you, Kelly yeah. Tiger. You know, what he should do is show him what he can do. Or he should. Because show that will really bring out the tiger in you. <laughs> show him he's a tiger. I watched this. And when I watch it, there's this great moment where a guy, for no reason, just blows through a ram horn like a like a. <laughs> it's like oh, did he yell Ricola? It oh, it's oh, it's wonderful. It's really great. Uh, I I wonder how this gets play on the news, but then I think, well, don't they show? Uh, the Long Island Medium and all these other people who clearly talk about God and those people who run around and scare themselves shitless in all the uh, the abandoned houses and they talk about s- casting things out with God. So exorcism is constantly on our television now. So it's not a big stretch to see right. it on the news because it's uh, it's there is 25 different ghost shows where they all do the same thing, which is exercise the ghost using the Christian method of reading the Bible, throwing some holy water around, and trying to get rid of the ghosts that way. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right, man. It's just, like, this is the sort of, like, credulous dipshit reporting, though, that just, like, exacerbates the problem. Because yeah. there is a certain segment of people who will see that something was on the news— and they'll give it credence because of the location of right, the story, right. right? They'll be like, oh, it was on the fucking news. Exorcisms, man. Man, you see it was on the news. And that's all they need, right? Because there's like, they see the news as this sort of grand, I already vetted it authority figure. And they don't realize that, I mean, it's just stories, man. It's just, it's, it's, it, the stories on the news are just there for advertising dollars. They don't exist to uh, you know, educate the public. The news no. is just a product that is sold to people 
and they think that they're getting an educational product. And they're not getting an educational product. Um, crazily, from the article, like, it's, it's just so funny. Like, this Sybil Day, these names, all the names in this story are crazy. Yeah, like, they are. super crazy. So Sybil, which is kind of great if you've read the book Sybil. So Sybil Day um, brought her devilish five-year-old grandson uh, to this church of fucking lunatics after repeated unexplained outbursts. <laughs> this is my favorite line. I said, you've tried everything else. Let's try Jesus. And so we did. So awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's how you treat a five-year-old um, with repeated unexplained outbursts. You know, it's either that or with fucking medical attention. Well, they said that they tried to give him pills, Tom, and that they, didn't work. Yeah. Well, I mean, then it's you got to try Jesus. So you got to. There's no follow-up to that to see if it worked. Well, no, the lady said it worked. Oh, she did? Oh, yeah, she said, oh, yeah, they read the Bible to him, and he's fine now. Oh, and it was a miracle from yeah, God. I see that. Successfully transformed from darkness to light. Yeah, he hasn't gotten in any trouble at school. Probably because he didn't want to be fucking exercised anymore. Fucking ridiculous. Like, that's like a scared straight program, you know? But it's like it, they just fucking yell at you and fucking shake water and shit at you. It's fucking voodoo magic shit. And How is this different than fucking Santa Rhea or whatever? Yeah, no, it's not. And, and I also think that sometimes these are very dangerous when they hold people down and they there's been people who've been injured and hurt and killed because they've been held down during the exorcism and things like that, tied down, that sort of thing. That's It's dangerous. These people aren't, they don't know what they're doing. It's interesting that they don't take a stand clearly on this. If you watch this news report, they don't take a stand at all. They don't. They don't say, well, these are happening. They just got a few people to talk, and they're not making any claims. These people are making claims, and now we can go to commercial because you stuck around after the sports to see this right. thing. So now we can go to commercial and show you the Kia commercial that we we somebody paid a lot of money for. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm a little... Glenn Beck is 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 not doing good. <laughs> He's yeah. just really not doing well. He's said as much. Um, what the, the reason I wanted to talk about this story is not because it's super super crazy, although it's really really crazy. Yeah. Um, it's also because there are still people out there who listen to Glenn Beck. Like yeah. there are people out there. Like he's got a huge audience of people, and he's not well. And he's just making shit up at this point. This is right out of the right out of the scripted network. It's this exactly is what right it is. Right out of the scripted network. Cecil, it's perfectly what it is. It he's, is exactly it. He he came out with a show where he was actively crazy. He was mad as hell, and he wasn't going to take it anymore. And now he's he's changed his tune. They fired him from his network. He had a small. He's on a smaller network now, and he's still ultra crazy. Let's play. I'm going to play the short clip. Now, what he's referring to when he's talking about this revolutionaries, I watched the clip that he's referring to. These people who wanted to protest the FCC chairman uh, because of his net neutrality, uh, wishy washiness, they wound up sitting behind his car. He very friendly came over, had a conversation with them. They told him they that what they thought. He told him what they thought. They went back and forth. He hold, they held up a, a banner so somebody could view it. 
uh, he asked them very nicely if they he could leave. They said, no, we're going to block your car. And then they talked for a little longer. Nobody got mad. Nobody threw a punch. There was never any anybody. The guy had a smile on his face the whole time. He was not even really that worried. It's it's not like he's going to get fired from his job for being late. Right. And he lives in a beautiful place with a gorgeous car. You know what I mean? This this guy is not, he doesn't care. And these people are uh, sort of impotently pushing at him in some way that's never going to be resolved in a real way. So he just lets them do it. Uh, he could have easily called the police and had them removed, but he didn't. He just decided to have this happen. And I don't think it's that big a deal. But Beck freaks the fuck out about it because he thinks that this is the next step. These people that are protesting him and not letting him leave by sitting behind his car in peaceful protest are going to be doing some crazy stuff. And this is what he has to say. I am I am I am begging America to listen to me. Please listen to me. You are dealing with revolutionaries. I don't know who these people are, but you are dealing with revolutionaries. Revolutionaries will come and they will pull you out of your car and shoot you. <laughs> they will pull you out of your office, your bank. Wait, they clearly peacefully protested behind his car. They didn't do anything. But they will. They just don't, so they won't. I love <laughs> That's the, the only problem. Revolutionaries are going to shoot you. That's awesome. They will pull you out of your 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 um um plush uh political office. They will pull you out of your anchor chair. They will pull you out of wherever you are when they decide revolution is here and you've betrayed the revolution. It's not enough. Wait a minute. I'm up, but I'm on your side. It's not enough. It's not enough. This is a harbinger. <laughs> Whoa. Wake up. Wake up. They're playing by different rules. They're not playing by all the rules that you think they are. Wake up, please, dear God, wake up before it's too late. What? What would you do with that information? Like, even, let's say I even believe that. <laughs> I know, I know, what I know. What would you do with it? Nothing. Like, oh, great, so I'll wake up. Hmm, already awake, so not Rev sure what step two is here. The act of being a, it's, it's, you're fucking a million percent right, Tom. The act of being a revolutionary means that, you are operating outside of the, the standard norms. You're already operating outside of that stuff. So whether or not you wake up doesn't change the fact that you're going to be made an example of by revolutionaries in Glenn Beck's weird fantasy land. Yeah, you know what he sounds like? He's It sounds like he's warning us of the French Revolution. Like, I'm not even really kidding. Like, I think he's worried about the French Revolution. <laughs> Like, all of a sudden, like, there's just going to be fucking, you know, mass beheadings in the fucking public square or something. What what do you think is going to happen? They're going to eat a lot of cake, Tom. That's what's yeah, going to happen. That's, <laughs> I, gonna... I guess that is step one. Never mind. I understand. I understand my role now. I always, I've been, since I've been a child, been looking forward to another French Revolution just so I could <laughs> eat a bunch of cake. The... So I could eat the fuck out of as much cake as I possibly can. <laughs> And then get rejected by the Syrian army. That was those That's were both it. my plans. Yeah, the beheadings are uh, just kind of like an aside. Yeah, <laughs> it's the pastries you sign up for. See, I think I'm ready for the beheadings because I've been cutting cakes for years. <laughs>
<laughs> you got to give. Well, the thing is, during during Easter, which coincidentally we have off, unlike the Muslims. So well, during Easter, <laughs> I always make a lamb cake and I cut right. the head off of that. Yeah. yeah, me too. And you know, then I little eat little strawberry whole sauce underneath it. Right. Yeah, it looks great. Then I eat the I, body. I I think Glenn Beck. What is what is he saying? He's just saying that people are going to be revolutionaries because they want net neutrality. Yeah, well, I that's the other thing. Like of all the topics, I know net neutrality. <laughs> like like oh, the world's on fire. It's <laughs> World War Three. Why I couldn't fap to Pornhub yeah. <laughs> at high enough speeds. High enough speeds. I got throttled. I was trying to throttle myself, and then I got throttled. <laughs> the uh, the the net neutrality thing's been blowing up this week. It's so funny that people are comparing it to Obamacare. I don't know if you saw I that. Did, I did understand. <laughs> Somebody said, like, net neutrality is like the Obamacare of the internet. I'm just like, whoa, that's a fucking <laughs> SAT level analogy because I can't get there. I know. <laughs> Headphones. Uh, are like the Obamacare of audio. Wait, fucking wait. What? Why? I don't know why that's true. Tell me why. <laughs> I don't understand at all. Obamacare is like net neutrality as Glenn Beck is to Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally unrelated. <laughs> exactly. Well, that wraps it up for our pre-Skepticon show. We're hoping we're going to record a show at Skepticon. We'll see what happens there. If not, it's going to be in the car on the way home. <laughs> it's going to be it's not going to be as qua- well, it won't good. Be any different. They'll never notice. I, you know, I tend to think that they will notice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's going to be our great hope to try to record at Skepticon if we can, and because uh, we kind of have to. So expect the show. I hope the same time, same bat channel on Monday. And if you're at Skepticon, come find us. We're going to be tweeting where we're at. We're going to be at the bar. We'll tweet where we're at. We want to make sure that people know. Uh, so if you're at Skepticon and you want to come hang out, we'll let people know where we're at uh, so we can go get drinks, hang out, chill. We'll be the two fellows with our own gravitational pull. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to be the two guys with the giant rejected stamps from the Syrian <laughs> from army. <ISIS. laughs> yeah, so. wah, wah. I also I... want to mention, too, before we go, uh, that we will be on David Smalley's show, uh, Dogma Debate, his 24-hour podcast, uh, Orama, that he's doing. We'll put a link to it on this, on, uh, on this episode, show notes 191. Uh, b- but we're going to be on at 10 p.m. Central Time. So if you're uh, if you're considering donating to Foundation Beyond Belief this year, we hope that you will donate during David Smalley's show during that hour that we're going to be on, and we are going to match people's donations. So we're getting we're giving our audience the heads up that we're matching donations up to two thousand dollars. So if you're interested in donating to Foundation Beyond Belief. Know that you can get double your money during that 10 p.m. time slot when we're on with with David Smalley. So save up your pennies. It's going to be on the 6th of December, Saturday at 10 p.m. We really look forward to people listening in. There's possibly a chance you could call in and talk to us. There's also a chance that we'll be reading tweets and interacting with people. So this is your one live chance to sort of get in touch with us. So we really hope that you'll listen and that you'll donate during that time. It should be a lot of fun, and it's. I think we're like on at what ten o'clock at night or something. Yeah, it's gonna be ten p.m. We're gonna both be in Glory Hole Studios, both 
three sheets to the wind, Truthful. and trying our very best not to swear. I'm, so, oh, I it's forgot be, we can't fucking yeah. swear. God oh, it's gonna be it. fucking glorious. You're gonna laugh <laughs> your gonna ass off. The moment. That. Oh, I just, man. I feel like sending a fucking apology letter, like a preemptive. I'm so sorry. We should buy him like a Harry and David's basket before we go on. <laughs> we should, as like we a should. like a like a we're sorry, we are going to swear on your show. Yeah. I'm Whoops. fucking sorry. Here's yeah. some moose munch. Yeah. Like it, that's all that's <laughs> the best some, I can do. Here's some almond bark. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, before we skip out, I I well, there was no natural transition for this, so I wanted to read it anyway. We don't really read the bad reviews that we get on iTunes and make fun of people, but I'm not going to read the bad one, even though there is a bad one very recently. I am going to read a good one because I really thought it was very good and I just want to give it some props. Uh, This is from Alameda Mark. Tom and Cecil are two regular guys from Chicago who riff on the most outrageous news stories they can find. Their reverent commentary creates the feeling of sitting around with your sharpest, funniest friends over beers and ripping on those obscure, outrageous stories that make you shake your head. Religious fundamentalists of all stripes are their favorite target, but they will open up on vaccine deniers, metaphysical spiritualists, natural medicine scams, and hypocritical politicians as well. Fair warning, the language is salty, but if you're comfortable with the profanity, this is the most entertaining podcast ever. Keep it up, boys. Glory hole. Thank you. So what a wonderful review. That really made my day the other day, especially after the bad one. So thank you very much, Alameda Mark. (laughs) Thank you. For leaving a good review. review. Anyone who wants to write that review. Yeah. Copy paste. Just, just this, yeah, I don't care. Just, <laughs> I just changed the name. I'm good with that. Oh, that's awesome. Look, I don't do anything terribly original. Why should I ask yeah. for originality from <laughs> these fine ask. folks? You shouldn't. All right, so that, that wraps it up for this show. We're going to leave you, as always, with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. One wonders, whatever happened to purity? 
Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to the days when girls said, I'm not going to be touched by every guy. I'm not going to walk down the aisle like a filthy dishrag on my wedding day. Whatever happened to that day? I speak no ill against someone who's had difficulty and sin in their past, but from this day forward, it's not wrong when a couple hundred teenagers got up here a few weeks ago and made a purity pledge. That's a wonderful thing. Titus 1.15, under the pure, all things are pure. Now you listen very carefully. That pure mom and dad out there, when those kids are up here, you know what they're saying? That's great. Praise the Lord. Because to the pure, all things are pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. I don't want to sound weird tonight. There's a reason when ladies come up here to sing that the, the, the rule, if you want to use it, the standard, call it, I don't care what you call it, call it legalism, call it control. I don't care what you call it. There is a standard in this church that the dresses are going to come down to the knee when a lady stands up here. I've been here long enough now. You can call me every name you want to call me. I mean, I just, just fill my name in the blank. They call me old-fashioned. It's okay. Say, why, Pastor? I've counseled too many men to know that if we don't have everything covered just right, they're not going to be thinking about wonderful grace of Jesus. Some of you men want to help me with this tonight? We're just trying to keep the focus on Him. I get so sick and tired of going to weddings and it's the bride's day and here's some Jezebel with hardly any clothes on strutting around the, the wedding. Look at you come to a wedding around here, show some respect to the bride. You go to a funeral and there are unsaved women do the exact same thing. You come to the house of God, it ought not to be a flesh show. It ought to be a place where Jesus is lifted high and His holiness is remembered. You say, well, Pastor Chapel, you know, you're in California and this kind of message is just... It doesn't matter where you live. The Bible's the same, folks. 